I'm Kate Northrup. And I'm Mike Watts. And we're partners in life, love, and business. Welcome to the Kate and Mike Show, where we share insights and interviews on entrepreneurship, relationships, parenting, self-actualization, and making a life, not just a living. Welcome back to the Kate and Mike Show. We have Mike here. This is Kate. I guess I should check the volume to make sure that I can hear everyone. How are you doing today, Kate? That you can hear everyone? I don't think you're going to be able to hear our listeners. Well, you guys try it. Just talk into the, say, hi, Kate and Mike. <laughs> See if we respond. Can okay. you yeah. hear? Okay. Hi, Mary. I heard you. <laughs> hi, Julie. I heard you. Hi, Steve. I heard you. Hello? All right. I don't know if you, you, your names were Mary, Steve, or Julie, but you just thought we were talking to you there. Two-way well, conversation for a second. Well, folks... We're doing a general life update today because the Watts household is in Strugsville. <laughs> We're just having a hard time. And I promise we will not just talk about having a hard time. We're going to give you some gems about what to do when you're having a hard time. And like, it just keeps being hard. So we're going to come up with some wisdom in the moment some our go-to practices, our go-to ways of taking care of ourselves when everything's tough. So that's what we're talking about today. But first, we have some reviews. We might make it. Kate might fall asleep in the middle of the podcast. So if you hear her cut out, just I'll take I'll close it out, Kate. Don't don't worry. Yeah, let's go over some of the reviews. As I said last week, you might be from outside of the United States. We will get to you eventually once I found out. But today we're going to start with Piper Flanagan. Fabulous and fun. What a name. It's a good name. Oh, I hope that's your real name because that's awesome. Kate and it Mike. It sounds like a real name. It does. You know, some people make, you know, fake identities. I know, but usually those are like Red Boots 99. <laughs> maybe. Not maybe, Piper Flanagan. Maybe, maybe your Piper's real name's like Jen Smith. And she was like, you know what? There's a lot of Jen Smiths in the world. So I am going to be Piper Flanagan. Kate and Mike share... <laughs> Wisdom every episode in both a very practical and also fun way. I always get excited when I see a new episode is available from them. If you enjoy learning about business, working with a spouse, entrepreneurship, or self-improvement, this show is for you. Thanks, Piper. And this is a great name. Serious sound issues with this podcast. Feedback, static, screeching, painful. Hmm. So that was one of the... Is anyone else experiencing that? Please let us know. I have not received that. Have yet. we received that feedback from anybody? From Disco Boogie. Disco Boogie's having sound issues. We're so sorry. Yeah, well, sorry about that. If anyone else has, ever has sound issues, please do let us know. We would we would definitely take care of that. I would be surprised if Matt put up a podcast that had sound issues. No, that's weird. Yeah, let us know. You never know. So we want to deliver a quality product. We do. Um, this is from Caroline Carlson. So down to earth, five star. She did not say sound issues. So I'm wondering if it's just a one time deal. But if you are experiencing something that is out of the norm and weird, please let us know and we will work hard to get that corrected and fixed. I had the pleasure of meeting Kate back when my bro and I had a booth at I Can Do It. Uh, the oh! I Can Do It shows. Wait, what's her name? Caroline yeah. Carlson. Hi, Caroline. And I loved her energy then, and I love it even more now. She is so relatable and down to earth and has a great way of making you feel like she's your best friend. I have joined her origin group with high hopes to model her do less philosophy now that I am becoming a mom <gasps> and have a business of my in my own business. I am far from it, laugh out loud, but she inspires me to make progress in that area. Her transparent conversations with her husband and her interviewees is delightful and I always find myself smiling during their chats. Thanks for modeling a life that I strive for. Wow, oh, so good to hear from you, Caroline. Congrats on uh, almost becoming a mama. And I'm excited to have you in Origin. I'll have to go look for you. That's great. Uh, we have one more. You want me to read that? Okay. Kate's loving this. She just perked up. She's a total extrovert. She's like, people are writing in. Let's get excited. Her energy just changed once I started reading reviews. <laughs> <laughs> amazing five star i love with the heart emoji the kate and mike show this is for martha mia is that how you pronounce it m-e-i how would you say that 
M-E-I. M-E-I. Martha May. Martha May. Probably. Yeah. Or maybe it's Mel, but it was an I instead of an L. But Martha May. Let's, let's start there. Sorry about the incorrect pronunciation. I can't even say pronunciation. It's so, not Mike's strong area. No, I'm, I'm tr- I try hard. I'm, you I'm do. Uh, love the show. Content always seems relevant to something challenging me. Never mind the long drives to work because I'm along for the ride. Keep up the great work. Great. Nice. Thanks, Martha. Oh, it was Michelle. Giletto. Oh. She's in our USANA business. Hi, Michelle. How are you? Wait, you just said that was from Martha May. I know, but her she put her name in the bottom. Oh, great. Yeah. Okay, so if I just read your comment or on previous podcasts, feel free to send me a message on Instagram on Mike J. Watts with your mailing address, and I'll mail you something special to honor the podcast. So thank you so much. So we're going to have a little bit of a life update today because the Watts household has been in it. That's for sure. We are just in it, guys. We are in it. And I posted uh, yesterday on my Instagram, like, I just feel like I am, for any of you surfers out there, you'll recognize this analogy, but I feel like I'm like at the break trying to get out past the break, but I can't get past the break because I just keep getting knocked down by the waves and I just can't get out past the break. And I've got like a nose full of water and my eyes are burning and I'm like, have I'm taking on water and I like can't get past. It's just like one thing after another. And it is so rare, so rare that I feel this way. Like usually, you know, it's like one thing's going on and I'm like, yeah, but we're fine. But I would just say the Watts household is full on in it. So just, just letting you know, now maybe we're recording this a few days before the podcast out. And my prayer is that by the time this podcast comes out, we will have had a reprieve and we'll be, you know, things will be better. But listen, like no one's dying. Everyone's were overall were okay. But I just, I'll share from my perspective. Ruby is waking up every one to two hours at night and I'm losing my shit. And I got the flu, some sort of weird something. Do you feel better today? I actually I, haven't talked to you this morning. I feel somewhat better today. I don't know. Like my sacrum is achy. I can barely sit. I just, it's. Do you want to go take a nap? No, I'm, I didn't. I tried to take a nap. I couldn't take a nap. Anyway, this is not a complaint fest. It's just to say like things are a little bit hard right now. I will say Penelope continues to be a rock star and a ray of sunshine. She's so cute. (laughs) It's true. My favorite thing that Penelope does right now is that she calls thunder flunder. (laughs) (laughs) And so So every time she does it in my head, I sing the that thunder song from imagine dragons and i sing it as flunder you're the flunder lightning and the flunder that's good <laughs> it's so good so she uh, that. she is every time i see her she's like hi dada and i'm like so yeah she is she's so precious she's a ray of sunshine so what's going on with you honey um let's see well there's a lot happening over here in mike's land I have had a full-blown head-to-toe body rash that started in September. I guess I've mentioned this previously. At this moment, and well, it happened and started in... The first time it happened in September, which was crazy. So we came back from last year from the USANA convention. And then it went away. Not all of it, but basically 90% of it. And then the time Ruby was born... We're actually going to do more podcasts on the birth of Ruby, I believe. Yeah, it was suggested by Sarah Kathleen Peck, who has been a, a guest on the Kate and Mike show. And she also has her own podcast called Startup Pregnant. She requested that we each do an episode on our birth stories, not the stories of when we were born, but the stories of when our girls were born. Both of us sort of separately sharing those stories. And I thought that was a really great idea. So that's coming. Yeah. And so I'll talk more about that. In I just that wasn't episode. up for it today. No, I understand. <laughs> And so then the full-blown rash came back after Ruby was born, like in, it's like I got hit by a truck. Like as she was being born. As she was being born. So I broke out into pretty much, I don't know if you call them, are these called hives? No. No. Okay. So it's just like, I have redness from the top of my head all the way to my feet. Itchy, dry, Itchy, dry, patches, inflamed. 
all over. And then it kind of went away a little bit, about 80% away. And then three weeks ago, it came back. And this time it's like hanging out. So I've started taking a little bit more seriously now. And then on Friday, about a week ago, my elbow swelled up. <laughs> Got a swollen elbow here, folks. Swollen elbow. Is, I'm not, I don't come from like, uh, I, I've never had a, like eczema or skin rash issues or whatever previously in my life besides the last two years. <laughs> so I feel like you live in New England and you can die from everything that's out. Like you live in Arizona, you're just going to die from like a snake or a scorpion or some sort of, you know, you could just die of getting stung. But in New England, it's like, what's in the air? What's in the water? What's in the, you go out in the woods, you have to work, watch out for lime. There's like so many things, right? So I feel like it's just, it's nuts. Anyway, the, uh, so now I have a inflamed elbow that had fluid in it. And now we've been working on going through that process of what that's about. And, um, that's calmed down now, but, uh, it's still there a little bit. So we're almost a week into that. And then I just, I had to see the dermatologist this morning in Camden, Maine, which we live an hour and a half South because the dermatologist appointments in Yarm or in Portland couldn't see me until October and it's July. So, or November. So if you're looking for a career or your child is into the future, I actually just read about this cause I was Googling about dermatologists and, uh, they're in massive need. So just to let you know. And I've heard actually from people in the medical field that dermatology is a great specialty to choose because you actually end up having a pretty good lifestyle yeah. as compared to like an OBGYN or something. Yeah. You don't see too many people like getting called in the emergency room at, you know, 1am right. as a dermatologist. Right. So it's, uh, yeah, I was like, so in, I went to Camden because our uh, friend Licia has seen a dermatologist in Camden. Madam President. And she recommended, why don't you just go see her? Because I really like her. So I was like, great. Dermatologists are funny people to, to it's my f- first experience inside of a dermatologist's office. But I, what I told Kate was, was amazing. So she, yeah, she got me in, in like a week, which is much different than four months. I, <laughs> so they give you this gown, right? Like a hos- traditional hospital gown. And I'm in my boxers and I have this gown on. And I'm like, it's cool. They give you this gown and you got to wear it. They're going to look at your skin. And as soon as the dermatologist comes in, she just takes the gown down to my, basically my waist area and everything's exposed. So I'm like, why do I have a gown on? I should just sit here in my boxers. I don't understand what the point of this is. (laughs) And then it's funny because a dermatologist has to look at your skin, right? So they're like two inches from your face. They're like right up in your grill. And I was like, wow, we're going, we're right there. It's just like, we've moved directly to close communication no doubt about it it really threw me off guard for a good 30 seconds there while we were in our appointment and then i had a biopsy which i've never had that before of the skin and they like take a chunk of your skin out <laughs> i took the I signed the consent form she goes here's a consent form for the biopsy da, 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 da. and then i signed it and i said well what's a biopsy she's like well we should probably talk about what a biopsy is before we sign the consent form <laughs> And uh, yeah, so that happened this morning and that's kind of what we're, that's where we are today. So I also had a DNC last week for a retained placenta. <laughs> yeah. So there was that. So our too. last week has been Monday. We went to go get Kate's DNC for her retained placenta that she's still holding on but to. But they were running. They were three, over three hours behind. So they wouldn't have seen Kate till seven o'clock at night. And we didn't have childcare figured out. She needs to eat every 15 minutes. She'll eat dinner and then 15 minutes later is starving. So we had, she already was fasting for a good chunk. 12 hours. 12 hours at that point. So that wasn't going to work. And then we had to go back Tuesday for a DNC procedure. I had to starve myself again. <laughs> not start. I'm sorry. That's, there are actual people who are starving yes. the world. I had to not eat for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And so that happened on Tuesday. And then uh, your cousin and her fiance, Scott, came in on thursday yep which was a total adventure oh, overall completely. so we had three overall children, a great four adults, and then we had the clam fest <laughs> uh-huh. which is the festival that takes place in our town once a year and we have to the work f- a booth to support the daycare so, so we had 12 I, hours yeah you I, did i did eight of them yeah something like that and then uh or we had 11 hours and then i <laughs> My elbow swelled up and I couldn't move my arm on Friday. And then I had to go work the booth Friday night. 
And then I had to work it for seven hours on Saturday. So my whole arm was like swollen up and I felt horrible by the time we left. And then I drove to Boston to go to the Foo Fighters concert with Scott, which was a great experience on Saturday night, even though the end of the day, the clam fest was a little rough. So that was cool. And then I got to sit in uh, thank you to my friend, Tim and Sherry. They had a hookup for Fenway Park where the Foo Fighters were playing, which was an awesome concert, but we got to sit in a suite. So Bob Craft Group, who owns the New England Patriots, he was not in attendance with us, but we were inside of his suite at Fenway Park. I've never sat in a suite before. It was very nice, highly luxurious. For those of you that ever get the opportunity to do so, we found out at the concerts $11,000 to book the whole suite. Somebody told it, they looked it up. And uh, so you get some food and drinks. I got my fair share of water. I even had a sparkling water. Really went crazy right there. And the uh, and then we got front row seats at the concert with that. So we started the concert in the very first row. And then we went back and watched the rest of it in the suite. It was great. The bathroom's there. You could sit down. You could hang out. You could walk around. And then you could hang out after the concert. So when they're kicking everybody else out, you could just get to sit there and let everybody get out of the place. And then you just hang out. And then we walked out and there was no people. There was no lines. Uh, that was nice. And then we saw the concert the next night too. I stayed for about half of it. Got completely drenched because there was a massive rainstorm. So the Foo Fighters was playing in the rain and the whole crowd was going nuts and everybody was getting soaked. I'm like s- squeezing out water. We decided not, didn't know we needed to bring rain gear. So we didn't bring a poncho. Then we came back. Scott and I came back on Monday and it was, you know, kid bonanza again. And uh, Mike's been feeling horrible with the skin stuff. Canceled basically everything that I had scheduled this week and been watching Billions, basically, and taking care of Kate. She's been a little under the weather and the kids. So, <laughs> Yeah. So while Mike was at Fenway, I was taking care of the three kids with my cousin, Rachel, which was insane. So first thing Kate said when I came home was like, we are not having a third child. No, no, nope. it's too many for us. Mm -hmm. I really honor people who have more than two, but it's not for me. So anyway, yeah, so we're in it over here. That's what's going on. Sort of trying to just like keep our heads above the water and sticking with the bare minimum. Like what is the bare minimum to actually keep our life going? So recording this podcast and writing the blog every week are our commitments to our business. So that is happening. So that's why this podcast is just really transparent, like just really what's happening because I have nothing else to give today (laughs) Um, other than the truth, which I guess is more than enough. And so those are like the bare minimum from the business standpoint, from the personal standpoint, of course, we're, you know, taking care of our kids, making dinner. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to get as much sleep as I possibly can, stay hydrated, take my supplements. I mean, we're talking... Yeah, it's kind of crazy. The second time Ruby has... I remember having a um, the angel card reading I've talked about on here previously with Gina Nicole and fantastic angel card reader for those of you who are looking to have an angel card reading. So she was one of my clients and then I hired her. I remember her telling me that this Ruby coming into the world was going to be... Uh, she's like, don't get upset if you two aren't connecting or it's a little challenging. And since Ruby's been born, it's been... Uh, it, it's, I kind of forgot the challenging part of having a newborn in the house. Because Penelope now can talk to us and communicate and tell us what she wants. But I do remember now thinking back as a time with Penelope when she was Ruby's age and just how hard that was. I mean, she was, Penelope was sick. She had like skin issues and et cetera. Not until but not, she was four months old. Not until she was four. So And Ruby's only three and a half months old. Yeah. But also like this was also a, yeah, it was exhausting and how exhausting it is now. So for, and I kind of forgot about that. And how, I mean, life's so much different right now than what it was, you know, we moved into a new house and moved. And we definitely have more yeah. support. I mean, I'm so grateful Yeah, for our neighbors and for Amelia, who helps us with the kids a couple days a week and helps us with the house and, you know, just my family close by, Mike's family when they come to visit. I mean, we have a lot of great support, but it is really challenging when like, it's one thing for Mike to be sick and me to be feeling fine. But when both of us go down, it's rough. Like if Ruby was still sleeping eight or nine hours a night and Mike had this skin thing, it would be hard. But I would be like, okay, well, let me be here to support you. Like I'm more than capable of, you know, 
just like holding it together. But like, it's really challenging. Like I have nothing extra and Mike has nothing extra and neither of us are really getting our needs met. We had a therapy session a couple of weeks ago where we talked about like, I can find myself getting into the tallier mindset where I'm tallying like who's doing what and you know, the hour spent versus this or versus that. And it's a really unhealthy place to go into that space of like, you know, because we're on the same team, but right now, like no one can get what they want and it sucks. <laughs> so for any of you in a relationship, raising kids or struggling in any way, just know that if you find yourself going into the mindset of who has it worse or tallying up who's doing what, yes, it's really important to be with somebody who pitches in and does their part. But Mike and I are both that type of person. So we don't, neither of us have to worry about like, there's no slacker in this relationship. So it's really hard. It's really hard to watch your partner struggle. And it's really hard to be struggling, especially when there are two tiny humans depending upon you. But I am really grateful that from a business perspective, things are flowing and going along. And thank goodness were we had already decided to take this time off because we would have been needing to take this time off. <laughs> Anyway, because we're both struggling. Um, I mean, I was going to say that our, I thought the best part of what's going on right now is like, I thought our marriage was pretty solid, but now is. I don't, based off what you just said, are we telling stuff that I don't know we're telling? No, I oh. think our marriage is really solid, okay. but I'm just saying like, I can feel myself and I, I, no, I feel really solid. I'm just saying like, when things get really hard, I can feel myself being like, Oh my God. Well, just the conversation we had when you came back from being away. Yeah. Right. Like I was like, Oh my God, I have had for 36 hours. Like I haven't been able to have a need because I've had three tiny children here. And like, well, more than that. Cause you were gone all day for the clam festival. So I was, it was anyway, it was a whole weekend. It was too much <laughs> for me like at the time, but I also wanted to give you a break. So it's like that thing of, okay, I want to support my partner, but how can I get my needs met at the same time? I guess what I'm saying is it's a really hard place right now because I want you to get your needs met, but I also want to get my own needs met. And there's not really enough for either of us to fully get our needs met. And I think the reality is that like the fact that I'm not sleeping is just makes me completely lose perspective on everything. And it's, it's awful. (laughs) I mean, that's, that's really like, that's just the truth of it. I'm starting to get to the point that I was with Penelope where I didn't want to go to bed at night because I was dreading it so badly because I knew I was just going to get woken up all the time. And I'm in that place again. So the tallier comes out when it's like, is it okay? Because I'll think to myself like yesterday, for example, when I was really sick, I was thinking to myself, okay, well, Mike's having a hard time with his skin. Is it okay for me to ask him to be with Ruby? Have I earned this? I'm just being so transparent right now. Like, have I like, <laughs> oh my God, I'm she's, so she's crying. There's not, there's not a loop in your recording right like, now. Like, have I earned, have I earned having a need? Like, have I earned the ability to ask for help watching my baby? And it's just like, you know, then I go into this place of like, is that okay? Well, and then I went to, well, yeah, I was with the kids all weekend by myself. So I have earned the ability to ask Mike to watch the baby for an hour so I can go to sleep, which is so silly that that even goes through my head. But I'm just being honest that it does because I bet it's, I'm not the only person who has these thoughts. (laughs) No, I just listened to a podcast that talked about this earlier today, so. It was the Casey Neistat and Candace show. They were talking yeah. about she feels guilty all the time, you know? Yeah. And she's pregnant and has they already have a kid. God bless them. <laughs> no, I don't feel like I'm not getting my needs met. Oh. So. <laughs> I feel like I'm not getting my needs met. <laughs> I actually feel really good besides my skin sucks, you know? It's like, it, but I'm learning. The only one reason is that I'm getting... You know, and I watched Ruby yesterday and it was great. Like you just asked and I did it. Like it wasn't, and you could go to sleep. So, um, you can just ask for when you need things, honey. I'm here to support you through our life and relationship. Yeah. Um, thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. No, I feel like what 
you know, coming home that we, this weekend, one thing, I think it's, it's, I remember, you know, when we had Bex on our podcast that she wrote, it was the four minute, mm. what was her book called? The four minutes. You minute. have four minutes to change your life. I think. Rebecca Baruki. Yeah. I went to lunch this morning in Camden with my buddy of mine and Lisa's husband actually. And we were talking about. Jed Schwamm. Jed Schwamm. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, just like saying it's such a character. He's, he has a character. Jed, you're such we a love character. Jed. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> so funny. <laughs> oh God, he's so great. We should have him on the podcast. He'd be a riot. We need to do a video podcast with him though, because his it's his the mannerisms. It's his mannerisms that are amazing. But we were talking about this part of balance and relationship and kind of the struggle where it's like, how does anybody feel like they get their needs met and nobody, he's a behavior analyst. So he has a school with like autistic kids and, you know, it's very challenging school of like how to, because there's only six children in it, but they all require full time care all day long. So, but he's, he has two, Lisa and him have two children and then, you know, they're in a relationship together and I don't, I'm not going to talk about the relationship, but we were, the conversation him and I were having was like, how do you get your needs met in a relationship? And he's like, he goes, and you how do you balance it? He's like, I'm getting, I'm doing things that aren't getting met. You know, there's, there's things that I want that I don't get. There's things that Alicia wants. And we were just talking about, it doesn't exist. Like this concept of, especially when you throw like other little animals in there, like our kids. And then if you do throw real animals like dogs and cats and birds and parakeets and hamsters and gerbils and goats and horses like how do you meet just the, let's stick to the human animal here but it's like how do you meet the needs of being a dad and been being a husband and then being myself and take care of all of that and we were talking about i said the way i look at it now it's like when we went to hawaii i remember remember we were on that black sand beach in hawaii and we were watching the turtles do you remember this the turtles were swimming they were like in the waves so kind of, oh yeah, because yeah, you yeah. just mentioned waves earlier, yeah. right? And so, so what happens is when the waves are coming <laughs> in closer to the shore, they're about to break and you can see, because the water was so clear that these turtles are just right, they're riding the waves, but they're, they're just riding just, like, it seems the, like they're just doing it for fun. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, totally. That's, that's what what's I, so cool. Yeah. About that's it. what's cool is like, so the wave comes up and you see the turtle and then you don't, the turtle doesn't come out of the water. It stays underwater the whole time and just gets up and rides the next wave. And it seems like it's really fun. So I was like, that's the way I look at balance now because it's like a living, breathing thing. You know, the balance of getting your needs met through, it's just riding the waves. Like it's constant, like here comes Penelope's need. And then it's like, here comes Ruby's need and here comes Kate and here comes Mike and we just go into this process that is nonstop and we just keep going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And it's just constant variables where we're not able to meet, you know, it's like when I came home, what happened was, is I came home from Boston and I came in and Kate goes, your skin's looking better. And then I said, well, it still hurts like really bad. And then I was like, I'm so itchy. And then we scratched my back, you know, and then he said, I need lotion. (laughs) And then I was like, and I I was like, I gave if you a we hug hadn't first, had guests in start. the house, I would have lost my shit. You did lose your shit. And internally. So, no, and you did to me too. But it was like to me, like in my head, it's just simple, like I just need a back scratch, like five seconds, and then it's done because I'm my skin's so itchy. But to Kate, it was like a full blown, like, I've been with the kids this whole weekend, and then you come in here and you want me to take care of you at the exact same time and like Ah, you know this explosion and i'm just like in my head i'm like i just wanted a back scratch like for five seconds i said hello to you first you know we hugged i gave you a kiss and then we talked about like the skin and then it blew up into this whole thing and then i was talking to jed and i was just like and so for the next time this happens where kate goes away or i go away <laughs> it's about taking that as soon as i walk in the door hello how are you don't say anything else 15 minutes kate can go be by herself for 15 minutes i'll take care of the kids and then she can come back downstairs when she's ready or if i'm coming into the you know if she comes back from a trip i go away for 15 minutes because it's that break point we've talked about this before in the podcast about like when i when you came off stage that one time and i gave you the feedback on like what the talk was early on in our your career of speaking and then you were like i don't need that too early Right. And so for the, it's the same type of thing. It's like give the space the that's timing needed. Thing. And then also for me, I just drove with my buddy home for two hours 
from Boston and then we just drove right in the driveway. They, we have this little outlet kind of thing at the end of our neighborhood. So the next time I, I'm going to do something like this, or let's say it's a really intense day at work, or it's like I'm down in Portland, or I'm working out, or whatever's happening. It's for me, it's my responsibility to pull off to the side of the road, just in the little outlet at the beginning of our neighborhood, sit there for four minutes, because I always remember this from Bex talking about her four-minute mm-hmm. meditation, and just sit there, kind of digest the, the weekend that just took place, and know that once I get back into that driveway, everything that just happened for the weekend is put on hold until we kind of round, you know, you get the crew in order. Because like if my emotions are all like out of whack and then I go home and then Kate's, I know I'm going to walk into a house of like semi-chaos. So it's like, how do I go home and just, it's like for myself that I'm setting myself up for that as well. So it's kind of setting it up for success as we go through it. So, I mean, that's just like some things that like, it was funny that Jed and I were talking about the ocean and then he brought the ocean up and breaking the waves today. But I felt like that's where, yeah, the balance piece is tough. Like getting your needs met, it's it's a hard deal. Like, and you have to ask for it. Right. And for me, that's been one of the biggest lessons in this skin process, you know, going through all the, I've been in like in therapy every other week throughout since like, I don't know the last year and just like talking through all of this stuff and then making decisions. Oh, and you know, last week when Kate had her DNC, I decided it's time to trade in my forerunner and go get a new minivan I because mean, I'm going to create the van. WTF. <laughs> Honestly, like WTF, you have to cut that out. Like I can't with you and your projects because enough. It was so good, but not good because it wasn't good for. And then I'm like, if you talk to me about this van one more time, I just kept saying to Mike, I don't care. I don't care. I do not care. If you drive into the yard with a new van, that's fine. But I want nothing to do with it. She's like, I'm like I want trying to recover from surgery. And he's like, no, this is wants to you talk to surgery. me about the van. Yeah, but it was before he had surgery. And then it was Either afterwards. Way. And then Kate was like, I just want seat heaters and talk to me about the price. Like, so we know the money standpoint. How much more is it going to cost? Is it more paying now? What's it going to look like beforehand? And that's a whole different topic. Like that's a whole different discussion about the addiction to be busy to a certain degree. Cause that's what I've been kind of filling it in. So that went on for a few days. YK was recovering, but it, it it's the, the, yeah, the process of getting our needs met is it's challenging. And so for me, it has been the, it's been very helpful for you when I bring to you, like I'm struggling in times like recently. Cause I think we had this conversation. You like, did we? I remember having a conversation where I was like, what's happening if I'm struggling or going down an old pattern that I want to change? It's about just asking me. I just looked at the recorder and I thought I ha- we haven't been recording. That would be because really the amazing. button wasn't on, but it was the... <laughs> that would be totally perfect. <laughs> it's a different totally thing. Totally perfect. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's recording. But you've just been asking me questions like, who do you need? No, I was... Because what happened is just backing up is that your skin broke out the day I pushed a child out of my vagina. And so like all of a sudden we had a newborn. I was recovering. We, I can tell the birth story later, but like I was really having trouble walking and there was all this stuff. And then like you were really struggling. And so once again, we were in this position of like, neither of us were functioning And so what was happening is you were talking to me about your skin and I was like, I just needed to have something that I could say that wasn't me helping you. So I would say, who are you going to call for support about that? Right. Because. Which is so helpful. I cannot be that person. And I feel like that's a really, for me, I never think about that because it's always been for me, it's been just like, I'll just take care of it. Right. And that's been, this is a pattern that has been established in me for a long time. And it's the way I've been running my life for a long time. And it's the way that our business took care of. Like that's, you know, these are habits that have been established before Kate was and I were together. This has happened with our business partnership. You know, when things weren't going you know, or needed to get taken care of early on in business, I would just take care of it or you would take care of it and we'd get it done. So it's been changing these, this pattern that's been established in my system And it's just asking certain questions like that because I can figure things out. That's not a problem. Me doing work and working hard, it's not a problem. Like I don't need to 
where uh, it was funny because Casey Neistat's, I've talked about him on here a lot, but I always like watching his video. He created a shirt called work harder. He like made the sweatshirt and I was like, yeah, you know, I was like, no, I don't need to work harder. That's not my problem. That's not the majority of people's problem. My mom that's has three children and is working three jobs doesn't need to work harder. Like there it's right. So it really turned me off into this concept of like, what is the, but what's been helpful for me and probably for a lot of people just that I've talked to recently, especially this conversation keeps coming up with men. The more and more I'm in this circle of, I remember going to the barber shop last week and, and my barber Cliff was telling me stories of two other guys that sat in the booth earlier today, not in great detail, just about some stuff they were struggling with. And it's as simple as like, who do you need to get some assistance from? Could have been a yeah. question asked. No, and we're because not trained. men and women, but men in particular are trained that asking for help is a sign of weakness right? and that they need to be able to figure it all out themselves. I mean, that's like the fallout of toxic masculinity. Yeah. So, yeah. It's been quite a, quite a ride. Yeah. But I wanted to read the reason I picked up my phone was not because I was doing Instagram in the middle of our podcast, but because I wanted to read this Glennon Doyle quote that she posted today. Is that okay? Yeah. Cause I think it's very apropos. I also got a, I got a picture for you too. Okay. So here it is. When we live in that picture of what should be instead of what is, we add a layer of guilt on top of what is already very difficult, and that makes it almost impossible. It's extremely countercultural to admit that life is not perfect. I think that people are desperate to admit together that life is messy and that marriage is hard and that parenting is excruciating sometimes. And that doesn't mean that you're doing something wrong. It's hard because it's supposed to be. And then she just says in the caption, reminder that your only problem is your idea that there is some other better way to do it all. You don't have a problem. You just have a life. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. Does okay. that make you feel better? It did make me feel better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Life is hard. So it's this a challenge. Is, it's today a is our life is hard podcast. <laughs> and I told Jen Meant I was... to inspire you <laughs> Jet, and make you want to do great things. We got in the car and Jed goes, so, you know, how's everything going? I was like, man. I just feel like when I was drunk and stoned all the time, long time ago, life just seemed to be so much easier. And he's it like, was, yeah. Cause you were checked out. Yeah, it's true. And like being conscious and then working on all my stuff and like beliefs and all the, in like the burial of what I buried by doing all of those things. It was, it was an easy way to check out. Why do you think people do drugs and drink? Well, I know that now. <laughs> Cause it's easier. Yeah. In some ways. Now that is not to say that addiction is in any way easy. So I just want to really, Mm -hmm. say that I, that could have really offended people. Oh, what I yeah. just said right mm -hmm. now, but, but it, it's hard to feel. I'll just say it's hard to feel. It's hard to be, you said this or I, somebody said this, but it's being a conscious human being and paying attention to what's going on with people around you. And then in the world is a difficult thing. It's excruciating. Yeah. Cause it's very easy to just like close a blind eye to what's happening you know, it, when you see you see these studies they do of like somebody bleeding on the side of a Manhattan sidewalk and people just walk by them, right? And there's these case studies and they're just like, so we're not going to ask this person. Like, it's hard to stop and be vulnerable. It's hard to stop and, and call somebody out. It's hard to stop and like tell, like correct folks. Yeah. And I don't know. It's just been a, it's been a good lesson for this, for me has been this with the skin thing, especially like not just filling in my bucket or to-do list with stuff to do. Actually resting and because you asked me this last week, I was like, what does your body say to do? Or what check in with your body? And I'm like, I don't know how to do that. Like, I don't know what that is. And you're like, download Megan Watterson. Megan Watterson, your opt-in does not work on mobile if you're listening. I will text this to you because I just remembered. But like, she's like, download Megan Watterson's soul voice meditation and go through that. And I was going to listen to Louise Hayes, um, You Can Heal Your Life, her DVD that we have in our awesome. basement, just to go through that because I feel like that's a good place to start because really trusting what the body has to, you know, to heal. Because I'm like, if people can heal themselves from cancer by listening to their body, I can heal my skin. That is the whole thing, honey. Like you are talking about how challenging the medical system is and how you're going from one person to the other person and they all say different things and... And all these different practitioners and medical people are telling you different things, prescribing different things. 
at the end of the day, they're just human beings trying to figure it out. And you are the only one who has access to the truth of what your body needs. And so Mm -hmm. that's what I was trying to say is like, your body has a message for you and no MD is going to be able to translate that message. You need to figure out what it is. And yes, is there a place for traditional medicine to help? Yeah. I went under general anesthesia last week. Like I'm so grateful for the doctors Mm -hmm. and the nurses. I needed that. Is there a place for all of the complementary medicine? Absolutely. But at the end of the day, no expert out there is going to heal you. Correct. You need to heal yourself. And so do, yeah, do Meg's soul voice meditation for any of you who are listening, who have some sort of medical condition you can't figure out. Yeah. I really recommend just going inside and asking your body what it is that it needs. And Megan Watterson's meditation can be a great guide, even though it's not specifically for health, but it's for asking your soul anything. So does your body like write it out or how do you get the answer? Well, I learned from Licia Morelli the first time I met her at her workshop at Leap and Lizards, the metaphysical bookstore in Freeport, Maine, that different people get messages in different ways. So you can be clairaudient, which is people who hear things, clairvoyant, which is people who get pictures, or clairsentient, which is people who just get a feeling. Mm. Okay. So I don't know how you will get the message. I don't know either. Stand by. We I'm, let you I'm know mostly this... a clairaudient person. Yeah. I get words. Mm. Mm-hmm. So to be continued. Yeah. So I guess to wrap up, life is hard. You got to focus on the basics. Sleep as much as you can. Hydrate. Lean on your community and your loved ones. Don't implode your marriage in the the meantime if you can help it. And as Glennon says, you don't have a problem. You have a life. It's true. Yeah, don't implode your marriage is a good one. I like that. (laughs) No, that's what I... And focus on the simple pleasures. Like when we were all cuddling, watching Tumbleleaf for 12 minutes last night. Yeah, that was cute. That was so sweet. Yeah, it's those little... And I mean, that's what I'm learning a lot during this time is just the little... It's the slow down. It's to relax. It's to take the time... You know, it's like even I will have free time and then I find random crap to fill it with. You know, it's like going to buy it. It's like trading in my car. My lease is up in April. This is July. Like, why am I looking for a new ride right now? Right. Yeah. So it's just it's things like this that keep popping up. That's like teaching me more and more lessons. So I'm listening from that standpoint. Going driving an hour and a half north today was the right thing to do. Yes, I agree. So. Do you have any, would you like to give any more updates? I have a thing to follow up from last week because I learned something. Oh. I found this graphic. Remember we got the comment about mansplaining? Yes. Okay. I went on Instagram. Did you go learn about mansplaining? No, it was a comment that, or it was on Twitter and somebody posted about mansplaining. Right. I saw it the next day. So am I mansplaining? When I think about this, all I think about is your guys' family quote. That's all I... <laughs> Would you like to explain what your family quote is? The Northrop family motto is seldom right, but never in doubt. Mm-hmm. So that basically is mansplaining. Yes, it is. So the question is, am I mansplaining? And it's like a yes or no graft where they have like, yeah. Yeah. Did she ask you to explain it? Yes. Not mansplaining. So if somebody asked for an explanation, if she says, no, do you have, have more relevant experience? Yes, but I'm just going to follow the tree here as it goes through. But I can put this graphic in the show notes so you guys can follow. But do you have more relevant experience? Yes, by a fair amount. Would most men with her education and experience already know this? No. Did you ask her if she needed it explained? Yes, she said she did. Not mansplaining. Okay. And then just like kind of the other extreme. I'm not going to read all of that. I think that can be too confusing if there's not following the graph. But okay. So let me just follow the like the. (laughs) This one's fun. Did she ask you to explain it? No. Do you have more relevant experience? She has more and is a well-known expert. Just stop talking now. (laughs) And here's another one. Do you have more relevant experience? She has more. Definitely mansplaining. So basically it's the. It's like cutting someone off you know, in a conversation or if there's not a, or it, you see this a lot with experts in what am I mansplaining right now? <laughs> I was just wanted to share an example or like ask you about if this is what it is. Could I talk through an example? You and can you could talk tell me? through an example and then I will tell you if that is mansplaining or not. <laughs> yeah. 
So yeah. it's it's. I just I got it's no, all please share. Examples. This is good. This is good. Good you processing. Can't make fun of me about making. It's examples. not really the same thing as cutting somebody off. Oh okay. So it'd be like if you were talking about um, you're an expert in writing, right? So if you're going to tell somebody how, what a sentence structure is, but then all of a sudden I pronounced to say, hey, this is the way a proper sentence structure. <laughs> this is a silly example. <laughs> Sent- sentence structure should be that that would be like you're actually the expert in sentence structure and I would just voice in to talk about sentence, right? It's like something along those lines. That's a good example. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like, um, you know, it's people who like to hear themselves talk. Got specifically it. Specifically men. <laughs> but is that woman explaining? Ma- I I have been mansplained so many times, especially when I was a young, not that I'm not young now, but a younger entrepreneur. Oh my goodness. Just guys who knew nothing about nothing, just coming in, blah, 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 blah. And just assumed that I was like so excited to hear their thoughts on it. (laughs) Never asking me, never asking me once a question. (laughs) That happens all the time. It's horrifying. Yeah. Yeah. We're in conversation all the time with people that never ask yeah. us any. Yes. I, I find it so odd. It is. It's awkward. It's like makes a conversation very hard. It's super awkward. Is there woman-splaining? I don't know. I think that this in particular mansplaining, you know, talks about, it's it's just like, it's about the patriarchy, right? It's about male privilege and the tendency in the past for and currently for some men as well, but not you to think that because they are a man, their voice matters more than anyone else in the room. I think that's what mansplaining is. I don't think there's womansplaining because women are a marginalized group, but I could be wrong. And if anybody listening knows differently, and we, we, we will it? Google it is womansplaining we'll a to, thing. We'll just go, put in womansplaining and see what comes up. <laughs> Let's see. Because I've been around, you know, groups of you and your friends and that it's like, this happens like in events. Like I've heard, like, I guess what we're describing as mansplaining go on between each other. I don't think that's really the same thing. This is a conversation about a group who has privilege versus a marginalized group versus two people talking and one just is full of herself and wants to talk. This is a thing. Oh, okay. Tell me about it. The tendency of some women to mistakenly believe that they automatically know more about any given topic than does a man. Oh. And who consequently proceed to explain to him correctly or not things that he already knows. Okay. So when you give me your family motto, I can be like, you're woman-splaining me. I'd rather you didn't. I'm not going to do that. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) You're not a mansplainer, generally speaking. I would tell you if you were. So it's when women talk down to men is woman-splaining. Man-splaining and women-splaining. So it's both. Hmm. You understand, right, that it's it's a play on the word explaining something? I did not until right now. Okay. <laughs> That's what it... Because so it's you're mansplaining it instead of explaining it. Got it. Does that okay. make sense? No, it makes sense. And I completely agree with what you're talking... You know, I, I, I'm following along. And I don't... Uh, yes, I agree with you, but I'm also following along with the environment of a woman being in a world of predominantly men who I've read a lot of information about this, especially in the financial world, you know, just men thinking that they know more. I mean, Tony Robbins did it on the live event that got read. What did, what a, that was ridiculous. Mm -hmm. I have lots of things to say on that, but like grow up, dude, seriously (laughs) for a trainer that you've, the work that you've done for Tony Robbins, if you're listening, do better. It's that was pathetic. unlikely that he listens to our podcast. I don't think so. But I, I agree with you. Um, but it, yeah, so it's the, uh, I'm following along. Now I understand. Thank you for the, I forget who wrote that comment to us about mansplaining that we've all just learned something today. Now we learn, we know more. That's correct. It's, it's all about learning more and doing better guys. <laughs> Folks. For those of you who People, find guys, humans, guys offensive. I am personally a woman who does not find it offensive when people refer to a group of people, including men and women and people as guys, but other people do. So I'm trying to notice that in myself. Yeah. That happened to me at the clam fest. This group of three women walked up to me and I was like, all right, Uh, what's up guys? And you, cause I was in the mode of like taking money moving around. And then I made it awkward because I was like, well, 
I don't think you're actually you're you're not you're not really guys. But <laughs> then I like in my head I was like, well, do you do I identify? Maybe you identify as a man, but you're not really a guy. To me, visually, you look like a woman. And, you, like, and we don't like, know, right? right? Because like know. the Nanette Gordon when she talked about how people will say hello, sir, and then they they are like, oh, I'm so sorry, ma'am, and then she's like, you don't need to apologize. I am aware of what I look like. You know, I I she's you know, on the spectrum, she dresses like a little bit more in a masculine way. And so anyway, it was very interesting to hear her say that when somebody makes the mistake of using the wrong pronoun or the wrong greeting, that they don't need to apologize. I thought that was really helpful because mm -hmm. we're working with somebody in our team who, whose preferred pronouns are they. And we were in person and I found myself using the wrong pronoun. And I was so glad actually that I'd watched Nanette's special because I did not apologize. I just corrected myself. So that felt like I don't know. It was really helpful. Correct. If you've not watched Nanette Gordon's, her name is not Nanette Gordon. The show is called, called Nanette. Nanette. But what is her name? Oh, geez. Um, you'll find it here. It's, but it's a very good documentary. It is located on Netflix. The documentary is called Nanette. And then the comedian's name is, well, Kate's going to pull it up right it's now. It's definitely Gordon. Or maybe There not. is a Gordon. Hold on. Sorry, guys. Just Google Nanette. Stand by while I Google. Nanette, the documentary. Oh, Hannah Gadsby. <laughs> Hannah Gadsby. Gordon, nope. <laughs> Who's Nanette Gordon? We I both went know. down. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell when Kate's really tired because she just laughs. I, I, <laughs> Do not go watch Nanette Gordon. <laughs> she laughs, she laughs because I don't know that she'll talk about proper pronouns. <laughs> Her name is Hannah Gadsby, and her program was called Nanette. <laughs> okay, Ugh. it's time to wrap it up, folks. Uh, all right. Thanks Until for listening. <laughs> Until next time. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. And gals. Do you, have, you want to say bye? Well, I was just going to say that some people don't identify oh, yeah. as a girl or a gal, a guy or a gal. That's true. For all humans. For all humans. We'll see you humans next week. Bye. Uh, we're, we just had a quick follow-up after we closed out the podcast because we realized who Nanette Gordon was. She is Andre Gordon's wife. She's a colleague of ours in USANA, so that's why... Shout out to Nanette Gordon over in California. I believe they live in California. Anyway, have a great day. Ever feel like you're constantly doing things but aren't able to carve out the time or energy for the things that really matter to you? Mike and I want to share our top five tools for making a life, not just a living. To learn what they are, go to katenorthrup.com forward slash tools. See you on the next episode.